Welcome to the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Start. Yeah, I think we should ignore Chris Miller's uh, comments. Good evening. It's Wednesday at 9 o'clock. This is the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot. I'm Mike Z. And I am Chris, and we are uh, joined tonight. Uh, well, I would say a pretty special guest. Uh, we'll leave the word special out there for now. Um, Mr. Frank Mazzini from Amana Tool. This is where the little, you know, yeah, golf applause would, would take place. Yeah, that too. Uh, Frank heads up the technical department up there at Amana Tool. And, well, you know, we've been talking a lot about CNC and woodworking, and we figured, well, why not have the uh, master tooling company on? And uh, so Frank's here to join us tonight. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for having me. I thought that was a pretty good introduction there, almost like Game of Thrones thing, you know? It's real awesome. Oh, look at this. Nice well, job. We, we battled to the death at the end, so just be be ready for that. <laughs> Wait a second. I got my broadsword sitting right over here. <laughs> of course. Oh, thank you for joining us, John. Or Michelle. No, definitely. It's here's Johnny. So it's, it's oh, Johnny. Well, well, it could be his wife just playing games. We don't know. We'll find out next week, though, won't we? Mm-hmm. Yep, John will be on with us next week. And uh, so we we already understand that uh, no matter what is said tonight, Chris Miller's comments will be left alone. <laughs> Shout out to old Chris. Oh, man. That's it. Yeah, since we don't have an official Amana shirts and look as good as Frank does right now, we got to... Got to give a little stab over there to speak of the devil. Look at him. There he is. (laughs) Oh, and Mr. Kyle Ely, he's joining us. Thank you, Kyle. Mr. C&C himself. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know what? It's uh, the thing about woodworking. You know, we we constantly kind of talk back and forth about different things, but and different techniques and joinery and machinery. But, you know, it all comes back to those consumable items like sandpaper and, and router bits and saw blades and stuff like that and um so you know we'll talk a little bit about that tonight and uh but just frank won't you give us a little bit of background maybe just you know kind of tell us a little who, about who you are and um and what you do for amana well i'm the technical director at amana i've been there for just how my anniversary starting my 24th year so going into this it's been quite a while i you know moved around from sales manager and technical director you know cleaning the parking lot, you know, name it, I've done it there. So it's um, it's a great gig. I mean, I really love it. I love the people, love the, I love the, the customers, the end users, the dealers. They're all really good people. Most of them are all really great people. You know, you have those few every once in a while. You know, you're not going to take the good with the bad. And they're just trying to get something. You know, they're just trying to get information. They just want to know what, like you guys said, there's a lot of guessworking and there's a lot of trying different things to try and because everything is different. Mm. I had a guy call me today. He was cutting um, solid surface. He was using one of our bits and he was cutting clean. He's had it for two years. And he just called me today because it's really chipping. So, you know, we started kicking it around or, you know, you're feeding speed rates right. Maybe the material will change because I called them and they said, no, talk to the tool guy. So it seems to be everything's well, talk to the tool guy, you know, talking about CNC. Now oh, CNC is fine. We got to talk to the tool guy. You know, so it goes back and forth like that. And, you know, eventually 
in most cases, we figure it out. Yeah. Now, in some cases, I, there is no answer. You know? We, yeah, you we know that all too well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we we the, our our day jobs we have to answer a lot of those uh, similar questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, it can be quite fun and quite challenging. So clearly, you've been at Amana for a day or two, and uh, you've probably seen a you've seen a lot of change over the years. Because I remember Amana, you know, years ago, you know, when when they just you know they had a few bits and they had a few blades and and I mean, and when I say few, they still had a lot. But man, over the last ten years, they've just uh, man is just blown up with the offering that they have. You have to figure that Amana was a, a router bit company originally that started with router bits and then got into saw blades. Okay, whereas some of the other companies out there were saw blade companies and they got into selling router bits. Mm-hmm. And you've probably noticed, and you're right, maybe in the last 12, 10 to 12 to 15 years ago, there's been a, a great shift in um, moving from saw blades to, to the routers. And like when I first got there in 98, you know, there were these big panel saws and they like 600 millimeter diameter saws with scoring blades that were pre-cutting all these sheets. And, and they were just they were very expensive. And then you came along, you know, start the CNC came around. So they didn't need all those those big blades anymore. So now you just got, you know, half inch spiral bit, zip, zip around, nesting and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So people found that, wow, less waste, less material waste, you know, and they can just keep going on and they can nest the stuff and they get more pieces out of that. You know, with the saw, it's either, you know, it's just square, rectangular or strips. So that, that has been a big change in the industry in the last 10, 15 years. And now like, Forget about it now with the router bit. Now it's aluminum cutting, you know, melamine, compression spirals, whole food spirals, up and down, in and out, left and rights, you know, insert tools. Yep. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed just over the last, I don't know, five years, the insert tooling side from Amana has, has, I would say, what, doubled, maybe tripled? You know, the, it, 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 the insert tool gets it, and, and the problem is, is that, you know, we're undergoing changes all the time, and the spirals and things like that is probably the biggest category right now. The insert tooling is great when we first start. It's almost like saw blades. You can't just make one saw blade. you got to make like 1,000, 500. And then if you're stuck with them for 15, 20 years, like I say, those big 600-millimeter saw blades, Nobody's, you know, they're not buying them anymore because those machines aren't out there, yeah. unless there's some place in a third world country or you know something like that that you know they use only use machines. Um, they're just not popular, so you know you're trying to get rid of them. I had a dealer call me up the other day. He said he bought these 600 millimeter saw blades on special like 15, 20 years ago for like 40 dollars each. It was a deal he couldn't pass up. I says, "How many you have now?" He goes, "All of them." You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> change and you know what it's probably going to change more as we get through this pandemic years and stuff like that 
Yeah. It's all going to change. Look at how many people now are buying these CNCs and using them at home. I yeah. get a lot of, hey, it's a new time. Uh, new time, first time I'm using a CNC. I'm going, oh, my goodness. Here we go, you know. <laughs> what do you recommend? What are you cutting? I don't know. You know, it's like it goes, it goes round in circles. Well, take a look at the website. Take a look at here. You know, I got this one bit. You know, you look at our website. It's pretty great. You can look down. You can scroll down. It says view the sizes. gives you every size that we have in that same style of bit. Yeah. You know, if you want a two flute straight bit, a spiral bit, you want ZRN coated for aluminum, if you want spectrum coated for plastic, you could go down, it just gives you a, a, a litany of every size. You know? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think the biggest problem when you start looking at the Amana website is it starts to look, you know, overwhelming because you have so many options to choose from. And and you got everybody under the sun saying, oh well, you need this starter kit or that starter kit or, you know, and and, and it gets it gets very convoluted. And so, you know, sometimes people just need to to think about, okay, what are you going to cut, and start from there. You know, if you're going to cut multiple things, then, then work around. But yeah, it it it's uh, we we get that a lot with sandpaper during our day job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people are used to going to the the hardware store and picking up a you know, looking at bits and there's one option or looking at say, discs and there's one option. And, you know, they, they come to, to a company that's designed for, you know, specialty woodworking and they, they just can't comprehend why there would be so many options. And you're right with that. And when you've been in a place for a long time, you know, I've forgotten more than I remember because you, you go through all this stuff and the guy's like, you know, I guess to them it's overwhelming, but I'm looking at this all day long. Yeah. Sometimes with all the different reps that you have, you know, they're repping sandpaper, they're repping glue, they're repping paint, they're repping, you know, uh, <laughs> 24 years in technical. Clamps. Yeah. There it is right behind you. Clamps. They're repping clamps. They're repping all that stuff. And it's like, it's like, well, you know, I want to do this. Well, tell me what you want to do, what type of material, and I'll kind of point you in the right direction. Then you go look at it. And I said, call me back. Yeah. You all day. Yeah. It, it's kind of like walking up to a realtor and saying, yeah, I want to buy a house. Well, how many bedrooms? Well, I don't know. How many baths? I don't know. Well, do you want, do, how much yard do you want? Yeah, I'm not sure. You, you got to have some idea of what you're doing before you go there. Otherwise, it's not going to make sense. The hardest question I would probably think is how many board feet am I going to get out of a bit? How many board feet am I going to get out of a blade? Those are the hard ones. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What kind of you know, saw do you have? What kind of this do you have? What kind of, you know, are you a, a, you know, a fast pusher, a slow pusher? Are you using a power feeder? You know, all those things wear. You know, heat, yeah. the more heat, the more carbide gets destroyed. How many, how many nails are you going to hit? Yeah. <laughs> I never asked him that because I don't want to insult the people out there, you know? But you know, it's a possibility. So you got to keep it in the back of your mind when you're asking your questions to lead down the road that you're trying to find out the true answer for them. Because every customer is different. Everyone's got a different situation. That's what we run into all day. Yeah. I, you're right. And I'd say most of the people are nice. And, and especially, you know, I grew up my grandfather. He was my idol. And he taught me everything I know about construction and cabinets like that. And I get these guys that 
grow up when you're like 85, 90 years old and they're just starting out. It's just got a soft spot in my heart for you guys. Okay, what are you doing, man? Try this, try that. I don't have, can you look? Oh, we don't have internet. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't have a cell phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you mail me stuff? I'll get letters every once in a while. Hey, could you mail me a catalog? <laughs> you know? And the guy forgets to put his address there. You know? It's like, <laughs> Yeah, we we do a lot with the Amish, so we we get that too. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're really great craftsmen, these guys. Mm-hmm. They love our tools, though. Yeah, actually, now that you say that, that is probably one of the higher requests that I know of. Because whenever they get the chance to actually use the phone, it's like they have to give you that laundry list of things they've been waiting in line to tell you. And you have to kind of go run and research everything they're looking for. It's almost like a school giving you a big uh, a bid. You know, you have to kind of run around and try to figure out if you can get them everything they need. Then the next time they get a chance to call you, you got to grab that phone and answer it and say, yeah, okay, we could get that for you. That's what we run into. I'm lucky enough that um, years ago they got a headset for me because I guess, you know, I used to talk and I needed to write, so I put them on speaker. Speaker sometimes didn't work so good, and I guess I was a little, I talk a little loud sometimes, you know. And um, so now I can walk around the building, I can go like a guy called me up today, and I could just run out to the bin and check it. You, know, you want to bore him, and I said, It's got a flat spot, it doesn't show in the picture, it's got a flat spot. Let me walk outside, and yes, it's got a flat spot, you know. Yeah, so I kind of got mobility, so I'll be walking down the hall, and something I can't walk down the hall. Because every time I pass somebody else, hey, Frank, hey, Frank, hey, Frank, you know, it's like, we have a, on the phone, you know? Just, just get you a little uh, headset that you put on top of your head. I do have that. It says, that says, I'm on the phone. So it's, it's like wobbles <laughs> oh, like, flesh, a, flesh like, like, lights, a, right? like like a banner, you know, like those little uh, reindeer ears you put on your head at like Christmas time <laughs> with the little springy arms. I am so going to screenshot that for the next promotion. I'll tell you right now. Hey, I got a funny story about that. I had a friend of mine that had this moose hat, and we, we were really young, and he was he used to wear it into the bar. These guys grabbed it off his head when he was at a pizza place, right? Some girl grabbed it, and they started playing, you know, like uh, throwing it around. So, so finally he got it. He took the whole piece of pizza and he pushed in the girl's face. <laughs> Don't mess with his head. He comes running out of the pizza pole and he says to the little friend of the car, hurry up, hurry up. And the guy's going, what's the matter? What's the matter? And it's throwing soda at the car and you know, <laughs> stuff like milkshakes. And, and the guy kept his car mint. He was a little pissed, you know? Yeah. Well. Oh, my God. Long enough, you got these stupid stories of when you were a kid, you know? I wasn't there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a guy. That's not fact. That was a guy who just called me before. <laughs> <laughs> the shoes guy. The shoes guy. That's him. <laughs> you know. You know. We we've been talking a lot about different things you know, over the past few weeks, and you know, uh-huh. you guys, you you've maintained really good quality, and and continuity with your with your product. You know, and that's something that a lot of companies just, they can't say, you know, both during this, the last two years, as well as, you know, for the longest time. I mean, what do you guys do to be able to maintain that quality where others keep falling down? Well, 
we do the best we can. You know, we got a lot of great people working in the company. Most people have been there for a very long time. You know, and, and you know, once you're in there, it's a great place to work. You know, the owners are great. The people that work there are great. And, you know, you'll get a, I get a call from a guy that had a fit. And, you know, you go around, I can't read the, the shank. I don't read the part number or war for something like that. Send me a picture or something like that. You go through the book. And the fit that he bought, 1998, 1988, its specifications are the same. Mm-hmm. It's for the woodworking tools that we've had for a long time, you know, the race panels and things like that. So there's, there's not too much deviation in that at all. Right. So we try and keep that all together. So if a guy was doing something, you know, building a kitchen, and now 20 years later needs to match something, you know, it's pretty much going to match, you know, spot on. You know, and then we have all the new stuff. Um, the problem we run into is that certain things have gone out of, say, gone out of style, but they're not using them anymore. And that, you know, we're always innovating. As, as you can see. I can tell you what you know. You said all the CNC bits, spirals, compression spirals, up cut, down cut. All those bits are just keeping increasing inside. Plastic bits, aluminum bits, ACM bits, you know, for Alcon, Dibon. Mm-hmm. And the ones that haven't really increased that much are woodworking bits. Right. It's like, you know, for, you know, casing bits and, and like uh, raised uh, molding bits and things like that they're all the same size they're all the same things and you know and like i say i got them we have to manufacture at least you know 100 pieces to 250 500 pieces minimum to keep the price in the ballpark right and if that's going to last us you know 15 years we're not going to do it right mm-hmm. you know you know, when these other companies like go out, of, a couple of companies have gone out of business a while back, and you couldn't get the parts anymore. And you know, we started making. I, you know, I took a poll of about you know six or seven dealers throughout the whole United States, and um, I said, "What's the most popular thing you sell?" These mm-hmm. You know, and we went around, 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 and then you know, I said, "Okay, look, can you buy, buy fifteen, twenty-five, you know, hundred of them, whatever." And then, you know, when I polled, if everybody says, yeah, you know, we'll buy 25, so now you get about 200. So I was able to keep the price down and, you know, we made them. They still right. buy some of them, not as much as before. Because a lot of these, the other problem is a lot of these dealers, COVID hurt a lot of stores. Mm-hmm. COVID hurt a lot of mom and pop stores. COVID hurt a lot of shopping shops. I don't know if you've realized it. Guys, the local shoppers that they, they retired and they, they don't have a son. You know, if the son's a doctor or a lawyer and he doesn't want to get into carbide dust all day long, you know, they're out of business. Then you had all you had all these uh, capital venture capitalist guy come in and buy all these different dealers. You know, they came in and they bought you know, source sharpeners, they bought food stores, they bought all these up. They combine them together, and then they started selling all the pieces. Mm-hmm. So now it's like it's, it's getting harder and harder to find a, a, a decent sharpener. 
sharpen your rattle bits or sore points. A lot of guys tell me to just chuck them away. Which is good business for you in a way, though. Well, when I went to the show, you know, I was selling sore points in there. It's like, hey, listen, break all the bits you want because we'll make a lot more, you know? <laughs> it's like, and the guy says, that, uh, I got five routers. You can never have enough routers. You know, buy another one. You don't have a three and a, half, a three and a quarter, three and a four power water cable. Buy it. Shuts there out of business. Yeah, good so, luck with that. I was about to say, yeah, you you dropped the wrong name. Yeah, that was a name for industry, but uh, forever. But now it's like uh, you can't even find them. So, but, I have to tell you, I don't I don't think I would have ever seen that day coming. Being in woodworking as long as I have, I don't think I'd ever would have seen Porter Cable not being a household wood shop name that's you know that's out of business it's no longer there that blows my mind i started my tools are laughing my tools are rock rough (laughs) that was wrong with that you know and even even black and decker was a a name i have a black and decker router it was my grandfather's it's only quarter inch uh shank but it's like it was the precursor that bosch made it the two good handles on the side Mm -hmm. you know well, that was back when when you met when you had a tool manufacturer. They they were they put pride behind their work, right? Uh, and then and then the uh, everything sort of started venturing into China, and it went downhill from there. But you know that's a topic for another day. But you know, and and we've noticed that that because of what we do and the people we talk with a lot with our customers, clearly some of the your competitors or some of your um, it's not even really competitors. Some of the people who also offer tooling in the industry, um, they they must be uh, switching over to an inferior grade of carbide, or or lightening up on their uh, their standards as far as the, the the specs that the bits must be met prior to leaving their building. Because you know we've noticed an influx of people with complaints on you know quality and sharpness and accuracy and 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 uh, I mean even me I've experienced that on the cnc where bit the other bits that i've used from different manufacturers that you know the the shank was you know eight to ten thousandths less than what it was supposed to be you know and that's not good yeah i haven't really heard too much of that which i guess is okay i mean but you know it's hard to get people to work now too mm-hmm. you know there's there's problems filling the warehouses like you know filling the warehouse you know, when I first started, you know, I was I was a young guy and I'm an old guy, but you know, it's like customer service. Now it's more order like order entry, you know, and, and, and you know they don't know because they're not, you know, they're not a, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you know you grow up, and, but I'll say there's a lot of young kids who are really getting into woodwork, and I have a nephew. That he's a pharmacist and he's a teacher too at a college, but he got into woodworking a few years ago. He actually stole my table saw. Who listened to that? But anyway, uh, and he's and he's he's done some. He got into turning too, so now he's got a second lathe and he's making pens and he's doing stuff, which is great. You know, it's probably the the genes of blood and family, I think, but. But it's um, and there's a lot of guys that try. I see my neighbor next door. He's gotten into he's doing his house and stuff. It's you know everybody they're learning. And now with YouTube, I mean I never looked at YouTube. 
but I had to do this, how to fix that. You should guard your rules. So you can find anything you want now on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hope you find the right guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that's kind of challenging sometimes. Yeah. You might watch four or five until you find someone who actually knows a bit more about the subject than just uh, I kind of fixed it with a hammer. <laughs> My yeah, father yeah. kicked the washing machine and started up. Well, it's good now, honey. You know. And then you've got a lot of those folks who have a big YouTube channel or whatever, and they don't really have original content. They're just repeating what others have done. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't got into that too much. I should, I, uh, I should try and look at some. I always wanted to do something like, uh, like, here's what you should do. This is the mistakes that everybody makes. Don't do this. Like start Check. a podcast? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to retire first. I got too much stuff I got to do, you know? I always hear you get more busy. What? I always hear you get more busy when you retire, though, so you got to be careful. I know. That's what my mother said. But, uh, like, I, uh, this is getting kicked back. I did that for a couple guys. I knew what kickback was when I was building great for the, uh, go to the shows. I had this piece of plywood shoot out about 10 feet like an arrow. We had all these cardboard boxes behind them and just stuck in there like you shoot an arrow into a thing and it's going boing like this, you know, it's like great. <laughs> behind that. I like you know, I like the premise on that though, what not to do with Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what not to do that. Here's the, and I was I think I told Chris this the other day. It's like the unknown comic, I don't know if you remember him. He, he had a, this this the brown paper bag and the, the old shopping bag over his head and he drew like the, the face on the bag and just he would tell jokes and nobody would really look like like the unknown idiot woodworker you know <laughs> something like that well we've all got faces for radio so that uh, kind of works yeah. with us we kind of understand as well that's why we have a podcast yeah that's why we have a podcast really good looking son of a gun you Oh goodness! Well, well, Frank, this uh, there's a lot of new stuff from from a man over the past few years. Tell us what's the difference between that blue spectra coating and just a regular old carbide bit. Well, the regular old carbide bit is still a regular old carbide bit underneath the blue coating. Mm-hmm. Blue coating is is uh, a ceramic coating, so they coated it with ceramic, and it there you go, and it helps. Uh, protect the carbide from heat heat buildup because heat buildup is the worst thing that you're gonna is gonna destroy the carbide and that's uh and it gives a little bit of lubricity also mm-hmm. pretty simple and then the the zrn coating is more for the aluminum mm-hmm. so that gives a little bit more lubricity as you're cutting the aluminum and it helps you know cut down on the wear and the heat build up all the carbide, so that makes the bit less longer there also. So yeah, there that there is an advantage to that blue and when and in the ZRN. Um, you know, so I mean I can test attest personally the, the spectra coated bits, they they do last considerably longer than the than the normal uh standard carbide without the coating. Yeah, we had a guy that um when we first came out, we gave him some bits and this guy had built his Built two CNC machines by himself, and he was—he's he's a manufacturer of uh, the radiant heat. 
and I guess he was making the choice to put the radiant hype in. Mm-hmm. And he says he ran that, and he says the blue ones lasted, uh, the spectrum lasted about five times longer than the regular one. But we didn't want to put it five times because if it came up a four and a half, long up so like yeah. that, two and a half point. that worked out. That worked out well. No, that was that was a whole month. Yeah, I mean, I, I I use quite a bit of the the bits in my own shop. I, anytime I get a chance, I I, I prefer the Amano line because I can trust that the um, that the bit's going to be what it says it is, and and I know the performance that I get out of it. So, you know, um, we're just not having you on because you know you're just some tool guy. You know, we we like the brand, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've gotten to know you myself, you know, over the years, and. Uh, through through shows and and just working with you with the, the certain projects and so um, you know we definitely wanted to have you on just because you bring sort of a knowledge that the normal normal person wouldn't be able to. So, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, it's either you or that other guy that we know from Amanda. So <laughs> he didn't want to do it. <laughs> no, he wanted to sit back and just enjoy this on his big screens. What he told us he was going to do. Yeah, that's right. He's 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 semi-retired now. Yeah, a, a salesman versus the actual technical guy. Uh, yeah, we 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 want the guy who's technical and understands. That's good stuff. <laughs> Poor Chris. Now he's going to be like, oh wait a minute. Well, I wasn't going to name names, but you did it now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Well, we already showed his name on the screen, so everyone knows who he is. Not much yeah. we can do about it now. Yeah, and if you're watching this and you're thinking, "Oh, wow, you're you're bashing this other guy," no, we're not. This the, uh, Chris is a is a great guy. I've known him for years, and so it's uh, it's more like family than it is just some guy that we barely know. So there you go. See, um, he, got him to make a comment. A, he was a great asset to Amanda. He came along. He came along at the perfect time for us too. You know. Because he got a lot of knowledge and router bits, mm-hmm. and he's helped a lot with the writing emails and things like that. He's just a handsome son of a gun. That he is. That he is. So that, you that turned smile. him into a secretary. That's what you've done. If he's writing uh, out all your emails, you've turned him into a secretary. No, he's not writing my emails. He's writing his emails. He's writing his emails to me. Say, oh, Frank. oh, okay. He always meant, you know, he's great. He always mentions my name. So this way they won't call him, they'll call me. Right. Ah, he's got it figured out. He's got it, he's got it figured out really well. Like oh, he writes okay. emails to Chris, he says, Chris, talk to Frank, I technical director. <laughs> Get done. <laughs> well, he, he's, uh, you know, he's just making sure he gets the customer to the exact source and gets the job done. That's what he does. He relies on me all the time. But sometimes I get, I get so stressed out. And they'll tell me not to razz him. Don't razz me, Frank. Don't razz me. JP says at least he doesn't print off his emails and then write his responses on them. They're always personalized. I will say that. There is no canned response from that man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. And then if you're watching this and you've got a uh, technical question on any kind of, you know, bit, saw blade or anything else from a man of tool, you know, feel free to drop it here. And uh, if it's after the fact and you happen to catch this, you know, six months from now, still drop your comment on there. And if uh, we can't answer it for you, 
uh, I know how to get a hold of Mr. Frank there and we'll get the answer you need. That's right. <clears throat> but this way, you, at least you have a resource. Um, you know, if it's not a, you know, question that you need answered right this minute to where if it's after the show, then by all means, we'll definitely get that to him and get that answer for you. That's not a problem. That'll be easy. Yep. And, uh, you know, Frank's an easy guy to talk to. So it's, uh, you know, it's always good. I always look for an excuse to give him a ring. I try to shoot emails because I know he's slammed. Every time I call him, say, Frank, what you up to? I'm working on this air conditioner now. Or you know, <laughs> no, this, no. This... Coming Monday. Coming Monday. It's that one I got solved. Coming Monday. <laughs> the new oh. one today was the parking lot. Uh, sorry. Okay. So real quick, JP Brown asked, so drilling out countersinks with a mana countersink bit with your drill in the hammer mode is a bad thing, right? <laughs> right. Definitely right. So JP, they're not going to warranty that. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> the mistakes oh, that we all make though, there's nothing yeah, wrong. Keep in mind, really, a lot of people say, I want to drill holes with a router bit. Router bits are really not meant for drilling holes. You know, like just plunging and just drilling holes. Like I want to do pegboard. It's like, nah, it's not such a good idea. You really need to get a drill, and then your machine really should be set up for, you know, going as a, a, a drill. Like, you know, what, 36, 40, 600 RPM. Excuse me. You saw that pizza. Yeah. Pizza. No, it was yeah. chocolate because I had to stay awake for this. I needed that little that uh -huh. cocoa in it to get me up, you know? He, he's going to be laying in bed at midnight. Ah, oh, those stupid podcast guys. I yeah. need eat chocolate. Now I can't sleep. No, no, no. I'll be out like a light. What are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, you you talked about drilling. I, I just uh, you know, I just invested in a bunch of bits to uh, do just that, you know, and I'm I'm still working on my design to do an official test. I bought um, a lot of dowel drills and the adapter from you guys. So right. I'm looking forward to getting that test out there on the shop and uh, seeing how that that transpires. And depending upon the tool you cut, you might want to peck it a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. So let's we see. Have some, we have some solid carbide uh, drill bits for drilling a loop, I think. Well, I don't know if you saw those. <laughs> they were a little bit they're a little bit different. Plastic is a different story. The geometry for plastic drilling is, is different than the angle of the bit changes. Speaking of differences, so the AGE by a man of rail and bit set, JP says he has this. What's the difference from that set and the standard sets? Well, pretty much the amount of stuff is, is made in Israel. AGE is, is German. It's German-made uh, saw blades. So basically, I would say the, the AG is a little bit less expensive. And what I used to say is that we do more inspection tests with Amana than we do with the other lines. And Amana was really, Amana was always industrial, all right? AGE would have been contractor, homeowner, like Timberline was like that also. And um, I mean, really, like we need three router bit lines. 
Because, you know, if somebody doesn't want to pay $40 for a bit, then, you know, they'll pay $35 for a bit, then they'll pay $20 for a bit or whatever it is. And the reason for that was is that when you're working in a shop in an industrial application, you got one guy working on a bit, he stays in the box, and that's good. If for uh, AGE, you got a, a contracting job, and they've got to put, like, a, a – a windowsill edge on a windowsill, so the guy's going to buy a window, a roundover bit, like a three radius roundover bit. Then after that, he's going to drop in his toolbox, and you know that's his for the rest of his life, where the contractor or the owner just paid for it. Mm-hmm. So, but they're still good. They're all made to the manufacturer. They're all made to the specs, the amount of specs on bits. So a lot of times you can find some of the bits if you're doing a one-off project that you know you're not going to use it again probably get away with buying uh, an AGE bit or an Amana bit uh, or a Timberline bit, I'm sorry. And, you know, you can get away with it. So, so to have a lifetime bit, you would look at something like an Amana, pay a little bit more. Definitely. Is, is the carbide going to be different? It, I mean, what's going to make it to be a lifetime bit versus a contractor bit? Well, the carbide will be a little bit different different grade of cars, microbrain carbide, and, you know, probably like the steel, pretty much. You know, I really don't know exactly what goes in, and I shouldn't say that I don't know, but it's, it's, it's what goes into that stuff. You know, I know that the, well, I was been to the factory, and when they do the, the inspection tests, you know, they might bypass some little thing that, you know, they you know they look at the amount of one 10 times, and They'll look at the, you know, the AGEs at the factory. They'll look at it maybe five times, you know, something okay. like that, just to make sure. It might get a little infection, but we're pretty tight on inspections, and you know, really not too much. You know, the worst thing that happens is sometimes they they put the wrong bit or they mark the wrong bit. You know, I'll I'll get that once. In a They'll put a different part number on a bit, and, and the cut length is supposed to be inch and a half. It ends up being inch and a quarter. So instead of being a 45 foot 20, it's a 45 foot 8, you know, something like that. And they're like, whoops. So you'll get like a, a box of those. That's that's easy fix. <laughs> Take care of that. That's a good question, JP. Thank you for that. And yeah, and, and the, like in the, and sometimes the grind is different where, you know, Amanda might have a radial grind and the Timberline might have a straight grind. You know, okay. Back grind. So you'll get more speed out of one than another. The other one will build faster. You know, something like that. There's a lot of different intricacies, especially with the relief angles. I mean, if you look at some of the, uh, the spirals from plastic, you know, the old spirals are plastic and aluminum. You see there's a lot of relief angles. Yeah. Well, you got to make those where they'll not only evacuate the chips, but right. also leave the edge where, where it's all not all gnarly. You know, especially if it's an upcut bit. I mean, t- typically those are going to leave the, the top surface a little worse, but the way you have to design those is even on an upcut bit, being a very clear... Uh, shear on the edge and a nice clean result on the top. Right, and that, and the coating also helps on that too. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope uh, I hope come tomorrow you're still employed. <laughs> Me? Yeah, because it just said that uh, JP said, "Man, Frank just went to town on that question." Thanks, Frank. Is that a good one? All right, that I can well, help. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, we, we, we know that there's certain things that you're able to say and some things where, you know, you don't know whether you should say it or not. Cause you, you're, you're on the inside of certain things that might be trade secrets that we have zero clue are, cause we know there's certain no, are in there. They don't let me know. Oh, it's, easy, it's, it's easy to tell, you know, <laughs> that's why he didn't know what that one uh, steel was and what the, what the grade. Yeah, you weren't exactly that. sure. Yeah. I don't know what's no, in no, no, the no, mix, sure. but, uh, yeah. carbide, you know, C4, <laughs> C3, C2, C1, blast off, right? Yep. Uh, Chris Miller has a good one. Answer why you might need an upcut instead of a downcut. Hey, Chris, that's a great question. Why don't you answer that yourself? <laughs> hey, 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 Chris, why don't you look back about two episodes? I think we covered that. Yeah. Ah, well, for those who weren't here, there you go. Upcut pulls the chips up and out. Downcut push, pushes them down towards the table of the spool board so you won't get chipping on the top, and hopefully the spool board will protect it so you won't get chipped on the bottom. There you and go. The, and the compression does both at the same time. Right. But remember, with compression, you always have to go on the first pass deeper than the upcut portion of the bit. So if you're doing, if you want to go, like, say you have a half-inch bit and you want to go down a quarter of an inch, you want to use a mortising compression because the upcut portion of that might be only an eighth of an inch or three-sixteenths. But you got to go below that, uh, that depth of cut because otherwise it's going to chip at the top anyway. Interesting. Yeah, I, I get I get this question quite a bit whenever I have a customer saying he's going to, they're using the uh, using an upcut bit in a router table, and you know it, it gets confusing when you say you your your upcut pulls the shavings up and your downcut pushes the shavings down. Well, when you invert that router, it throws people's mind off. So one of the ways I've kind of started talking to customers about that concept is up towards the router. So no matter which way you have the router, it's it's pulling the shavings towards the router is right. as an upcut or down is pushing it away from the router. So, you know, it's it, it, when you're dealing with customers and you and I talked, you know, on the on the phone, you know, about um, you know, about that concept, about some of the funny stories that uh, you you've experienced over the past few years and or over your many years in this uh, this job. And, uh, you know, Mike and I have quite a few of those on our own, but, um, you know, that kind of gave us some thoughts You know, maybe, maybe share us a couple stories and, uh, uh, so, some of the funny stories and obviously the names will be changed for, uh, your, for their protection. <laughs> I'm thinking of the one that has the bent shank. Oh, you're thinking, Chris, yeah. that's not, there's more than one. <laughs> no, one time a guy called me up and he says, hey, got this bit, I want to send it back to you. The shank was bent. And I was like, the shank is bent? How could the shank be bent? Now, when the bits come over from the factory in Israel, they come in a box. You know, there could be a hundred in a box or whatever, depends upon what it is. And then the girls take them, they check to make sure that there's the right part number etched on the bit. That it's it's got the wax on it to protect the carbide edge. It goes into a pouch. They put the part on the pouch so everything matches up. It goes into a bin, and then naturally, any warehouse bin, you know, the location comes out when the ticket when the ticket uh, picks. It goes on. The girl checks it out, puts on a line. It's a procedure how it works in the matter. 
and then it goes on a line and it comes down and then the packer pulls it and he checks it you know, to make sure that there's the right fit and you know the part number and then he counts to how many he puts it in the box puts it in the bag wraps it up you know we got in a bit and then he you know they put it in the package and then the label goes on and goes out the door <clears throat> guy sends a bit back and i'm looking at the package the package looks brand new the shank is bent at a 45 minute angle and I'm and I'm saying to myself, wax is still on it. He says, that's the way we got it. So I, says, I call him back. I says, are you sure you didn't drop this when you put it in the router? Yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, okay, that's, that's. All right. All right. Do it long enough, you can figure out the, uh, you can be a detective. Yeah. Yeah. I have another one of a three-quarter inch shank that, I guess it was an insert tool, and the guy never checked it to make sure that the inserts were tight or whatever, or somebody must have changed inserts. He put it in the, in the machine, the CNC, and he turned the CNC. It threw the knife out. Ooh. It was actually a ice steel knife. It's a long time ago. It threw the knife out, and I guess it wobbled, right? The shank bent the 45 degree angle, and he sent it back to me. He sent it back with the collet and the nut, but not the tool holder. So I, I, I pulled the, the bit out of the uh, collet, and on the bit, when it bent, the steel on the, the shank was embedded into the fins of the collet. Ooh. And I, I saved that because I was like, this is great. How could this happen? Well, I figured out, figured out how it happened. So is it a souvenir somewhere in the shop, or do you have to send it back? No, it's in my office. Yeah, that's awesome. I should have brought it. When he retires, that's the paperweight that's going home with him. No, no, no. I got too many paperweights around here. <laughs> Look at his one. That's a rock from uh, Crazy Horse, South Dakota. Hmm. Are you allowed to take that for good luck? I paid for it. Oh, then you're good to go. Yeah, I paid for it. Yeah, there was a guy outside with a long jacket, and he said, "Hey, I got a rock if you're interested." And he sold, <laughs> nah. he bought it, he bought it for ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> crazy was nah, that. They were, they were pretty good with that. They had a whole bin there, and it's like they just asked for a donation. So you know, you throw ten dollars in the box, you take a rock or two. You know, I think I just figured out Frank's retirement plan. What's that? Oh. Just sit out there with a box, and hey, uh, give me a donation. I'll give you a rock. Good donation. JP said, what is the preferred method of removing the wax from a new bit? Oh, JP, I usually take my fingernail and take it off. Some people just put it on the router and just hit it with a piece of wood and flies off. But, you know, I prefer to just take a knife and cut it off very carefully. That works. That's usually what yeah. I do is just, uh, you know, razor blade straight down and then just peel it enough to get the, the right. bone broken. Just watch your fingers, because, man, I had a nasty cut when I slipped off one time and put a nasty cut on my finger. Yeah, I see a comparison video in your future, JP. You said, okay, Frank said we could just tear it off. He said we could cut it off, or he said we could just run it on wood and see what happened. So I uh, see a future video in your, uh, in there. there for, what for not to do. Test. What not yeah. to do with Frank, yeah. yeah JP's going to test what not to do. He's going to time it. And he's going to run it in slow motion so he can say officially, okay, this is the fastest method. 
this is the method that worked best, and this is the method you don't want to try. Yeah, the easiest one is to do is like usually there's a method like when you have a say you have a, a roundover bit, I go around and cut the circle off the bottom first, and then I run the razor blade down along the, the carbide on each side, and then you just it'll just peel right off. Oh, there you there go. You any, go. Any tips for storing or organizing bits from Mr. Kyle Ely? Uh, man, you could do a lot with that, you know? You could have a drawer. You could put little, you know, holes in it. We have the... I don't like the fact of putting it in plastic or wood because if it gets, some, uh, if it gets damp in there, the wood swells, and then it's hard to pull them out, and that's another way to cut your fingers. Um, but you know, you can put them in a drawer and line them up, stack them. Sometimes you can put them on a shelf. Kaizen, <laughs> Kaizen foam. So, Not is there any fun. rusting issues, like as far as the shanks? I mean, is there anything to, you know, like okay, so JP Brown's in uh, Mississippi, so he's going to have a little okay. bit more humidity. Yes. So basically, after he uses his route a bit, I would say just put a little oil on it. You know, so because the oil from your fingers, like if you hold that bit for a while, if he does, the oil from your fingers, you put it down, even on a saw blade, you'll get a fingerprint on a saw blade because the oil will go there. So usually take a little oil in a, in a spray bottle and, you know, I'll wipe the, wipe the blade down and put it back in the box. I, I, I prefer the blades in the box as opposed to the blades in the clamshell because it's a good place to store them. There you go. And I did that on purpose. Yes, I know. You're from Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. I've been to Alabama. Auburn University. I was going to say, Hinsey Auburn. That's why I like to mess with him. He's from Auburn? No, he just has that on his uh, profile picture there. Oh. Yeah, you I was should there be in Alabama, man. Nineteen seventy-one. That was the well, first gas shortage we drove from New York at a friend of mine going to school there. That precedes Mike and I, so uh <laughs> we don't know of that gas shortage. <laughs> Heard about it, seen the pictures in the history books. <laughs> oh, but JP hmm. said he graduated from Auburn, so Atta boy, go war eagles. So many ways I could have uh taken that. I'll just let that ride. Yeah. I'll leave JP alone. He's a good guy. <clears throat> so, all right. Is there any other questions out there? Got to be a nice guy to listen to you guys. Well, he's just patient. Oh, is he good? Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. says, War Eagle, my friend. Atta boy. He's got a little tiger there, too, tonight. Yeah, I'll leave that for you. There you go. I always figured that was his real day job was a mascot, but then I learned it wasn't. He's an IT. <laughs> well, I thought that was Clemson. Oh, I know better than that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, what else we got for you, Frank? Anybody got any other questions? I don't know, man. Some funny stories? Yeah. Patience, he just ignores us. We're used to that. I'm married. I've got three daughters, so I've been, I'm used to being uh, ignored for a long time now. So. I got to return a saw blade of broken half. It was burnt to a crisp. I just like, 
It's like, what did you do with this thing? <laughs> you know, it's like, you'd be surprised at what people try and do. So how exactly did it break in half and burn? It, it was, he, he heated it up. It was like blue black. Oh, wow. It heated it up and it split. You know, I yeah. never saw that before in my life. Wow. He was trying to make a knife out of it. I could understand it and then failed at it or whatever, but actually reason. I did have a dealer that was a sore sharpener, but he made knives. He was from Alaska and he was on that forged of fire. Mm-hmm. And he, he won like with the three guys there. Cool. You know, I thought that was cool. This guy. And I was like, hey, charge you $600 for a knife. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah nice a lot of those guys, down. those knives from those guys, I mean, they can cut the side of an airplane and still slice a tomato. Oh it's amazing God. what they do. Yeah. And the way they put it in, they heat it up and stuff like that. That was cool, that show. Like, what? Yeah, I don't understand. I'll sharpen the knives and I'll be able to have them razor sharp. I bring them in here and, you know, in a week she goes, hey, these knives are dull. We need to sharpen them again. What are you cutting concrete? It's hitting one of those infomercials where look at a whopper chopper and it'll go slice through concrete and still cut a tomato. Why don't ours do that? Uh, where is Amanda's next trade show appearance? We were just talking about this off air. Probably, uh, we're hoping it's going to be Atlanta. There you go. Mm-mm. You yep. heard it here first. Next, uh, August, I think it is. Next August? Okay. Yeah. This this past July was, uh, I, uh, was AWFS in Vegas. And then uh, what's next year? The even, the even years, the shows is the International Woodworking Fair is in Atlanta. And then on the odd years, it's the, the AWFS show in uh, Vegas. A, yep. IWF would be I, August next year. Yeah, it's usually like the third. Okay, so since you've been working these shows a long time, which do you like better on the West Coast? Do you like it better in Vegas or like it better when it was in California? Oh, oh, really? Um, I'd probably say I liked California a lot at the beginning Mm -hmm. because everything was close and most all the of us stayed in those two hotels there. The Marriott, I can't remember what the other one, we stayed in the other one, the other one. It's a hill, what? And, um, you know, all the vendors, all the other sales guys, you know, you all see me in the bar and you know, bits of dinner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Vegas, Vegas is really, uh, I like Vegas though. Um, because I always used to stay at the Hilton, which was the Westgate or the that, because you could walk to the show. First time I went, I had to stay at the uh, Flamingo, mm-hmm. first year that it was there. And the problem was, is I was on the show coordinator. So I had to get there early and set it up, and I had to stay late and take it down. And I remember that first year, I was like, I'm never doing this again, because by the time I got my stuff, it was like two in the morning. Hmm. And I, you know, I had to find my, thank God there was one taxi cab outside. He must have been waiting for me. 
and he had took me back to the hotel because I wasn't going to ride the tram back. And I'm from New York, but I was just like, I was so tired. It just didn't work out. And back then, I remember one Atlanta show, we didn't, I didn't get my, my crate or my box until 1.30 in the morning. And it was just, everything was closed. And it was like, it's like, I don't like any shows, to be honest with you. It's like, it was, it was pretty difficult to do that. And the only reason is that when I first started with Amanda, we did a show in McCormick. It was the um, hardware show. So we had packed up. I was with the, uh, I was a sales guy at the time. And packed up the show, and then we're never going to get the box. So figured, let's go back to the hotel, get some dinner, and then we'll come back early in the morning before our plane, pack it up. And when we got back there early in the morning, half of the was gone. You know, half of the tools were gone. So, uh, and the owner of Hissy Fit, kind of like, really not at me, was the, the guy who was uh, in my position. Before I was, and after that, QSL says you don't want to lose any more tools. So, all right, well, this is the case then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I used to let every you know once we got packed up, like some of the sales guys, I would let them go home, like they'd take the red eye that night. But I always stayed because I don't make sure that because I never knew what time we were going to get, you know, the, the stuff. It had gotten better over the years. And I streamlined it a lot better so that, you know, I would make sure my booth, I could hide certain stuff underneath so that while they were putting up the carpets, we could pack all the bits so they wouldn't, you know, get uh, chipped or anything like that. And then when the, when the crate came around, we had made a crate and it was great. And I just shoved everything in there and I locked the door and sent it back. <laughs> The crate. We were diagonally across from one of our competitors, <laughs> and the crate got sent to hit our crate. Got sent to his place. Got put on his truck. Now I don't know if that was a ploy. They didn't open it up. But one of the guy called me up and says, "Hey Frank, you got your crate." I said, "Yeah, I just send it back, yellow freight. Thanks a lot." Because next time I see, I'll buy you here. Throw it out. I was like, and most of us are we're all friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, look, everybody's got to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Chris and I talked about that one time. Just the the whole trade show circuit. It's there's it's a circus behind the curtain. All the different people who are coming in there doing carpets, doing curtains, doing booth separation, doing making sure you have your badges. I mean, there's just so much going on that the people who attend it have no idea. And then as a trade show person, loading up securing putting it all away like you're trying to do it as fast as you can but at the same time you got to work around other people and where they're at at the same time well those people that set the show up now they're working all year now to get to iwf so you know they put in a lot they get to the show like in vegas i know i've gotten to know a lot of the people that, that do do the shows and um they would they would be there a week and a half before the week and a half after, and plus a week of the show. So they're there for a whole month, you know, because they got to make sure everything is perfect and everything is going cool. Because there's a lot of logistics to, to, to put these shows on. You know, so I get the rules and this and that, you know, 
I didn't get the right table. I ordered the round table. You gave me a square table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you got, you know, I had power. I had 220 power. I had, there's so many things that go into just to fill out the paperwork. It's pretty crazy. And then they come around and says, hey, you didn't buy power. Well, I must have forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you sure? I'll have to go look for my contract. I don't know where I put it. It's somewhere uh, here. Yeah. You know, I have a binder with me of all the things that I paid hey, for. Hey, John, you didn't got power. This guy's complaining that we didn't pay for power. What, what's going is. on? He said the check's in the mail. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that is the truth. And then they're like, well, if you want power, it's an extra $500 or whatever. And it's like, oh, no, no, I got the paperwork somewhere. Let me find it. Yeah. Like, Trade show fun. Yeah, and it's like, well, how much power do I need to power my booth? Well, you know, now with LEDs, you don't need that much anymore either. True. Very Give me true. one strip, you know? Yep. Then you take two extension cords in there, and then, then all of a sudden, I can't remember when I first started, there was no cell phones. So nobody had to plug their cell phone or iPad in, you know? Mm hmm Oh, then they wanted to get you for the computer so you could check your inventory, and, you know, then when the cell phone came, they were calling the office, and it's like, that's, that's, and that's the other thing, too, with the shows, we're not selling to the end users. Mm -hmm. But all the end users come by and they want to see the product. Can I get this here? Just go over there behind the curtain. You know, see that guy, Joe. <laughs> see the wizard over there. You know? Oh, man. But, and then who smoked and who didn't smoke? Frank, you got to find me a booth close to where I can smoke. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. <laughs> you know, it's like. So then behind the curtain, there was a little room that you put the boxes in. And a guy being there smoking, and you could see the smoke just coming out like it, a chimney. What's going on back there? Don't worry about it. No need to see that guy. Don't worry about that guy. Yeah. Well, they come by, but where's it? He's not having a smoke. Where's he? He's not having a bathroom. He never showed up for the whole show, but we just told him he wasn't here. You know, he's here, but he's around someplace. Yeah, we just saw him not too much, not too long ago. That's the only thing I hate about the show is it's like I can't would come by the booth and he would see me talking to somebody and he'd wave and I was like, no, come back. He's just a rep. You know, I need to talk to you. You need to buy something. You know, <laughs> how about this nice display? There you go. Yeah, we know that. We know that really well. As far as you're talking to someone, it could be friendly. It's not necessarily a sales position. Right. And then, yeah, you see somebody and they wave and it's like, oh, oh, oh. okay, I'll catch you next round. Mm -hmm. like, I'll be back tomorrow. They never come back. Yeah. Or they do, but it's like two o'clock in the afternoon because they decided to stay up way too late the night before. <laughs> then they forgot what it was they came to talk to you about. Yeah, I've had that a couple of times. One time yes. came by at the end of the show as we're packing up. And I was like, I was really pissed. And I wanted to get all this stuff packed up because... I tell you, the first maybe 10 years, I don't think, like, at this, we used to go to the staff the show. I never made the closing party. I never got to eat dinner. You know what I mean? At the end of the night, it's like, you know, I just want to make sure all my stuff was packed in the box and everything was safe. Got my labels on the box, and I got my stuff into the, the papers to hand in, and, you know, it was all said and done. And a guy comes by, and he's talking about and he was never going to buy anything. He was just one of those guys, you know, mm -hmm. and he wanted to know, like, okay, you know, what iron, uh, at, where did the iron 
come out of the ground for the saw blade, you know, something like that. It's almost like I, the new. I got a friend who's an engineer working out, and they had to have where the the minerals came out of the ground for everything that they made to put into the album. I mean, that's. Wow. I mean, it's like like this thick of uh, you know like resources, so they could like find out all the history if there was a failure or something like that. It's pretty intense stuff. That and building hospitals is real hard. There's so much mechanical hospitals. The yeah. air and electric and all that other stuff. But yeah. Intense. But I tell yeah. you, like I said, customers are always nice, more nice and you know you never know what you're gonna get every day. And you know, even if a guy is, is not like comes across tough and stuff, you know, you can just calm him down the heart tell him a joke or something like that. One time a guy called me up and it, it was he was doing a styling rail door and he was going on it's off point zero 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 two. Finally after talking to him for 15, 20 minutes, I said, You wouldn't happen to be an engineer, would you? There was like 10 seconds of silence and the guy starts laughing. He goes, how did you know that? He says, well, you're from Connecticut. You probably work for Pratt Whitney. He goes, I did, I did. I says, he goes, I'm over-designing this, aren't I? He says, you are over-designing. <laughs> we had a good laugh after that, you know, because, you know, wood shrinks, expands, you know, it's like, yeah. it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right, you know? Yeah, no, but, we run into that quite a bit as far as someone, you know, trying to get this to these joints to match up with absolutely no lines right. and they're doing it on the edge grain and they're doing it widthwise on something. And, and Chris and I have to have such a calming way to say, well, wood moves to engineers who aren't thinking that they're thinking, no, it's, it's going to be this way. It's always going to come out exact. And it's like, you know, five months later, they're all breaking. Why are they breaking? What did I do wrong? And it's like, well, wood moves. And they just they they just yeah. don't think of it that way. Engineers overshoot that one. I hundred percent agree with that. Well, I got the cabinet builders that, and, and you look at a, you know like a, a door like and it goes like this, right? It's like it, it shouldn't be this much of a gap. What moves? Not that much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that's what they make wood filler for. That's right. <laughs> just leave it out in the sun for a few hours. It'll dry out. Yeah. yeah. What's your moisture content here? Eight percent or four percent? Well, it started out at twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. I just got we had a flood. We had a flood here the other day, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would explain why everything's doing what it's doing. But it's so as a technical person, what is your go-to starting question whenever you get on the phone with a customer? They have an issue. What is your first question to start your line of questioning in your flow chart? I'm sorry, what was your name? Oh, good to know you. Thank you for calling. And then we say, so tell me, what is the part number you're using? Well, it depends. They'll, they'll start talking right through a lot, you know? So I was like, you know, I usually answer the phone, hi, this is Frank. How may I help you? You know? Well, okay. good morning, good afternoon, you know? Mm-hmm. And they'll start, hey, I got this thing. And then when he takes a pause, I'm like, sorry, what was your name? Okay, now what was the point number? You know, just get them going. Start that way. There you go. Yeah. Oh, so- I'm sorry. I'm not the guy you need to talk to. Let me get you. It's uh, Chris Miller. Uh, at- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you get my name? Chris Paul told me to call you. <laughs> <laughs> he said you'd be the one to answer all my questions. So I was like, did I talk to you? I was like, when did you call? Yesterday. I'm sorry I wasn't here, but I guess you got me now. What can I do for you? You know? Like, and then we got the problem now is, not that the problem. Now we have an issue now is that it's not only the phone calls, it's the emails. Mm-hmm. You know, and the emails is, are, are, and I'm the slowest typer in the world, but, you know, and a lot of times I was like, just send me your phone number or call me. Because I can't be typing a thousand words just to get one question. Mm-hmm. I like to speak to the guy because I get more information out of speaking to him. And they're more free to talk to me about it and tell me exactly what the problem is instead of going back and forth to email, you know, because then, the, you know, and then the girl will be like, Frank, line two, this day, this day, you know, and so you keep going, like, well, just put them on hold and hang on. It was really hard during a pandemic when I was, when I had to work for a couple weeks or months it was horrible because everything got transferred to my cell phone i couldn't put anybody on hold Mm. and you know if i needed a dimension i'd have to call you know one of the guys in the office because there's only one guy in the office and if he was busy doing something else and it's like i don't know how hard it was like that it's like you know you're calling somebody they're busy working but you know they don't get back to you for an hour and i'm sitting here saying ah I got to get back to this guy because I really like to get everybody an answer right then and there. So this way it's not going back and forth. Email ones are a little bit harder because the questions now, you know, the questions are getting more into, you know, I'm in your veteran program and I'm, you know, we're doing this and why are you having this and why is this and why is that? And I didn't do the veteran program, you know, so I'm not, I'm not able to get in there. That's one thing I can't do. So I said, we need an IT guy that can answer the metrics. I can tell you all about everything else. You know? Yeah. And they come and say, how do you make a door? Uh, There's a video on YouTube. uh, Just Google how to make a raised panel door. And it'll give you a thousand options to choose from. They don't really like that. I gotta kind of tell them. They They call Frank. They want him to know. Kyle says, uh, does Frank have an email so we can send follow-up questions? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, JP Brown says he's an IT guy. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. on a tech guy that called me for all the computer stuff. I'm like, no, no, that's not me. You know? They think when they say technical, it's, you know, right. like for the phones and the computer and we want Magento and this and that. Like, What's Magento? Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I've got a question. How many <clears throat> appliance phone calls do you get? You know, I have to say, I probably got three in the last couple of months, and I've gone, I've gone a couple of years without getting any. Wow. You know, but lately, I've gotten three in the last couple of months, which is kind of funny. But I would probably say that maybe I've gotten less than 10 since I've been there. So not, you okay. don't really get that many. I don't get that many. So when I get them, I'm like, I get all excited, you know? Today, a guy called me from a roof in Denver. <laughs> he says, my, uh, they have those things there, the, the little oil burners out there, the heat pump. 
Oh. What? Oh, no, I was going to say the heat pump. Yeah, the heat pump wasn't working. Then when I called him back, he said, hey, thanks for calling me back. So we got into talking about heat pumps. I love the calls where, yeah, you helped me two years ago or a couple of years ago, and now I got another problem. And you know what's really funny that I'll remember the guy? Yep. Because usually when a guy calls with a problem, you know, I'm on the phone for you know, 15, 20 minutes, and then I can be like, get off the phone. Get off the phone. <laughs> I got three backed up. No way. No way. No way. If they really want the answer, they'll wait. Frank, uh, what's the difference between a mana countersink bit 55229 and 55227? I don't know. Neither are to be used in a hammer drill. That's what I can tell you. Yeah. No, they can't. Right. 55227 and the 229, it's probably the, um, I'd say it's the drill bit diameter and, and maybe the countersink diameter. One might be three, the 227 might be 3 eighths and the uh, 229 might be a half inch. With a different drill, but I don't have a catalog here because Chris told me I didn't need any of that stuff. Chris Miller, that is Chris Miller. We'll blame yeah. it on Chris Miller. No, 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 Chris Miller. <laughs> well, that's your first problem. You listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll know next time. Oh, good. There'll be a next time. Yeah. Follow up podcast with Frank. Yeah. What not to do with Frank times two. Yeah, we'll we'll make that the whole uh, the whole topic of the night. We'll have uh, Frank back on, and we'll call it what not to do with Frank. We'll help you get started on your podcast. We'll there launch it for you right yeah. here on Wood Whatnot, on the Whatnot podcast. <clears throat> I love it. What not? not what not? There <laughs> you go. Oh, see, you're, he's already on to it right there. Yeah, yep. there you go. Hang on. I'm going to tell you, that was the uh, 55229. Is that correct? Amana. Yep. 55229 and 227. All right. I don't want to look at it on that website. So give me just a moment. So while he's doing that, Frank, I do have to ask, are you a roundover guy or a chamfer guy? Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are we talking about? Just the (laughs) overall profile. Would you rather see a roundover or a chamfer? Oh, I'm a round, probably roundover. My man. There you go. All right. Finally, there's two of us out of a thousand. There you go. Why? Most people chamfer? Most people are chamfer. Why? Because it's just better. It's superior in every way. <laughs> uh, the uh, no. up, I can answer this for Frank, so he doesn't even have to. The 55229 has a 530 seconds. Um, it's a 3 eighths by 530 seconds. The five the 55227 is a 3 eighths by 1 eight. There's a different drill bit. Yep, he said different drill bit says different diameter there you go there you go so i got you back frank you you, you is it, it with, with round is it over? Or slow spiral <laughs> it is the uh carbide tipped 82 degree countersink with the adjustable depth stop and no thrust ball bearing 3h diameter by 530 seconds drill diameter by a quarter inch quick release hex shank yeah but what's the drill bit it i, I don't know it doesn't say Replacement drill. Hang on. Slow slow spiral. Uh, yeah, it looks like a traditional, uh, a traditional drill bit. Replacement drill bit is six thirty dash two thirty, which is. Oh, JP likes roundovers too. There's another one. 
Well, no, wait a minute. I thought he was on Team Chamfer. He was on Team Chamfer. That's all yeah. right. Switch. I see. I see. He's switching because of Frank. I'll take it. Whatever we got to do. Yeah. No, we just enjoy that that question. It, it was something that Chris and I always just jokingly go back and forth. So, how many Chamfer guys you got? So Much far, all, all but all but two. Me and you. We're the only roundover guys. But I'll take it. It happens. Next episode, Chris reads tool product descriptions to kids for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I literally was going to say, hey, by the way, man, I'm not sponsored, but Chris is knocking this one out of the park. Yeah, we, we welcome that, though. We're not sponsored, but hey, we're here. Maybe. Hey, you know what? I should start asking guys when I call in, are you a roundover guy or a chaffer guy? <laughs> it's a fun conversation to have. Yeah. It really is just yeah. to find out what which they like better. I never ever thought about that. Yep, because I mean, you have the OGs, and um, and, you, and then you have you know roundover OGs and all that. But just a, the simplest profile of roundover chamfer is really an interesting conversation to ask, or, or just a talking point. I should have said I'm a Roman OG. Yeah. <laughs> we need a team chamfer, team roundover challenge. That'd be kind of tough, me and me and Frank by ourselves. Well, and I guess JP, depending was, was on what you look Was he on last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle yeah. was. And then yeah. JP was as well. He was on a little while ago. But yeah, OG is in uh, OG. Original mm-hmm. gangster. I always think of his original gangster, though. I ain't going to lie. Well, if he's a Roman OG, I mean, that could be a different story, too, altogether. Who knows? I'll see. There you go. Yep. John's all about yeah. the chamber. We know, John. What, what side of that coin does Michelle follow? Chamfer or Roundover? Let me guess. You're going to answer for her and say Chamfer. That's okay. We understand. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know what? This guy's got to get up early in the morning and go back yeah. to work. Well, I Frank, can't sleep. I can't sleep now because now it's this Roundover Chamfer thing. is like, how about just a straight saw cut? You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah. Straight down the middle. He, he's going to be laying in bed tonight just thinking, well, you know, did I, am I really a team Roundover? Am I a V groove kind of guy? There you go. <laughs> that would be chamfer. I would count that as chamfer. How about a double round over? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> be okay I'm if a, you went with OG. Yep. So yeah, we'll oh, we'll find time. out if you want to find out if Frank changes his mind. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Where's Chris Miller? Did he answer that question? No, no he I, sleep. Chris Miller, all he does is pin turning. Cove, there you go. That's a good Cove's one. That was a good yeah. one. So, well, I tell you what, this has been fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And this is kind of, you know, we, we, we didn't want it to be like 100% all Mr. Technical, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, we like to just, you know, relax a little bit and chat it up. And uh, we appreciate you uh, sharing some stories and, and coming on and hanging out with us tonight, Frank. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Listen, I'm going to go look tomorrow and see uh, which we sell more of chamfer bits around. <laughs> there we go. That's going to answer it for us. Wait a yeah. second. Now, the only thing is, I probably, I don't know, I probably three inch radius roundover is probably the, uh, you know what? Probably why I said when I first started working for Amana, I went into the workers. Uh, Warehouse, remember that company? Mm-hmm. Golf Day and Woodworkers Warehouse. They were based out of Boston. I can't remember what the other name of the trend lines it was called. Did you know them? Remember them? 
Mm-mm. I know Joe that worked in the store from Boston. He mentioned Woodworkers Warehouse. So anyway, know. um this guy had like a rack of all three-eighths radius roundovers with a quarter-inch shank from every manufacturer, like all different colors. Hmm. I thought that was a cool idea. That is a cool idea. So I started I started collecting them. <laughs> you know, because I was like, ah. Oh. You drove so all my roundovers, I guess. That was it, because that was the most popular roundover bit back in 98. You can drill holes in all your rocks and uh, and and have them displayed on top of inside your rock there, so you can have your rock on your desk and your round over on top of it. No, 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 no. I have a nice, I have a nice uh, one inch thick acrylic block. Hmm. Probably a little rusted now. I don't even know where they have They're probably buried in my garage somewhere. <laughs> pro- I probably used them for something. You know. There you go. I was gonna say you probably went out the door for a dollar to the next person who came in line. And uh, I know where they are. They're in the closet over there. <laughs> Chris Miller goes with a roundover. It's official. Out of boy, Chris. Stay on the humanity. I'll send you a cookie tomorrow. <laughs> so, so I'm going to wait on that email from you uh, sometime this week, Frank. About uh, well, who, what what bit sells more, roundover or chamfer? And yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll I'll share that next week. The problem I have to think of is that I can't add up all the different roundovers. No. Why not? Got a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> it would be oh, interesting to see. It'd be interesting yeah. to see, like, but what's champ for 45, 30, 60, 11 and a half? Do you have a preference? As long as it's chamfer. Oh, now it's all the chip bits. Yeah, see, that's where it it kind of throws a... I wouldn't... Honestly, I don't think I would include a V. I think it has to have that bearing to make it a true chip. A bearing, right? So we've got a bearing chip for a bearing round over. All right. Write that down on my little pad of things to do tomorrow. This boss is going to come by his office and be like, what are you doing? I need to find out if it's chamfer or round over is number one. Chris wanted to to say, hey, you're going to tell him? I was like, nope. You know, like, nope. well, you could go in and ask your boss and say, hey, I was talking with the guys last night and he, he knows me. So just say, hey, he had this question. Maybe you can answer it and then put that on to him and let him answer that question. Hey, what's uh, what's the most com- what's the most popular bit we sell, chamfer or roundover? I'd probably say roundover. In woodworking? Roundover. In woodworking, probably so. Because a roundover doubles as a roundover and a step round. So you can use it for both. I mean, that's a beating bit. A beating bit or a little nah, step you can't, around over. I wouldn't count the beating. It is a roundover, but you can't count the beating. I just want to go with roundover. Well, no, I mean, but you can take a regular roundover and just lower the depth a little bit and create that little step and then get a roundover. So in, in my opinion, a roundover right. is a little more versatile <laughs> where you can go with just a simple easing of the edge or you can drop it down and create a just a simple little profile. Right, and if, and if you put a smaller bearing on that, you get the step on the bottom, too. Yep. There's a, there's a lot, there is more versatility there, but as far as just a quick buzz around perimeter for, like, cutting boards, for instance, that's where it all really started. JP says yeah, he might well, make a video making a roundover and stopping it in the middle, then make a chamfer, and then watch the comment <laughs> section explode. There you go. There you go. Challenge what do you see? The roundover people are more complicated. 
because the chamfer bits are just, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They got no time for anything else. We need more to take things out because they yeah. go two different ways. Yeah, us roundover people are a little more technical minded, I guess. Yeah, maybe so. Oh my um, gosh! Well, this has been a blast, and it just, I never expected anything different, Frank. Every time I've chatted with you, it's always been fun. Uh, so, again, we do appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, I don't know if you got permission from Amanda to be here, or if you nope. just kind of did it on your own. This is not an Amanda thing, is it? No, no. no this is so uh, this is Frank. You just happened to work for Amanda, and you well, you're wearing a shirt that says Amanda, so you know. Yeah, try the other side. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Thought you were pledging allegiance there for a second. I got some. So yeah, this is not in any way, shape, or form sponsored by Amana, but by all means, it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Miller. Chris Miller. Yeah. No, yeah. we we joke. We enjoy joking with Chris a hundred percent because he brings donuts. You know, you got to joke with the guy who brings, he brings donuts. Huh? Well, yeah. let's don't get carried away. We haven't seen donuts in a long time, Chris Miller. That's because it's COVID. He's not traveling. No comment. I've been there in six months. Listen, I don't know. I've met him in the parking lot a couple times. So, yeah. hey, 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 let's not go down that road. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, we don't need to know about those donuts. <laughs> Chris says, liar. <laughs> we just like to keep him awake, you know, make sure he's still with us. No, the last time I saw him, he came in. He looked like a, it looked like he lost about 40 pounds and barely fit into his clothes anymore. He's working he's out. Hanging out all over him. He probably went to a concert. Ask him how the concert was. Okay. Maybe I don't want to know. Oh, no, it's starting tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow he's going to see concert. Well, now we know more information, Christmas. <laughs> so we, tomorrow. We won't hold that over your head. That's why he's staying up so late. That's right. Maybe that's it. You're right. <laughs> Well, again, Frank from Amana Tool, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. I've had a yep. lot of fun. First time I've Anytime. ever seen Mercury, so I've had a blast. Next time you want to talk about something other than Rodimus and just cool. We will. We'll we're we're going to have do. you on in a short time, and we're going to have that episode called uh, What Not to Do with Frank and What Not. What Not Not to Do. What Not Not to Do. Stay away from knots. Boys. Mm-hmm. We Thank appreciate you, you. you guys. Take it easy, guys. Have a safe day tomorrow. All right. right. You Thanks too. for everything. Thank Have you, Greg. Have a good Bye. night, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye.